Hello, friends, and welcome to the show. So this episode, I'm going to be talking about how Joe Biden reneged on his deal or actually on the American deal with Afghanistan for the U.S. to pull its forces out on May 1st. And the Taliban is reacting exactly how I said they would react just a month ago when I previously did a video about this when Joe Biden and his administration floated the idea about failing to meet our obligations in the region. But before we get started, how about you smash that like button, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and leave a comment down below. It really helps with the algorithm. Let's get started. It is time to end America's longest war. Biden announces U.S. troops to leave Afghanistan by September 11th. President Joe Biden said Wednesday that he will withdraw U.S. combat troops from Afghanistan by September 11th, ending America's role in what has become its longest war. The removal of approximately 3,000 American service members coincides with the 20th anniversary of the uh, September 11th, uh, 2001 terror attacks, which spurred America's entry into lengthy wars in the Middle East. So let's put this in perspective. This happened when I was in sixth grade. My 20, or actually my 21st birthday was in Afghanistan. That was 10 years ago. I have been since medically retired from the military. I now have my own private business, my own small business. I'm in the process of applying to law school. I'm hopefully going to get accepted and will attend in the fall. So I've lived an entire life. There are people fighting in this war alongside their children. This is bonkers, but it's only going to get worse. And I'm going to explain why here in a minute, in a minute. It is time to end America's longest war. It is time for American troops to come home. Biden said that he coordinated his decision with international partners and allies, as well as the Afghan president, Ashraf Ghani. The withdrawal of U.S. troops will begin on May 1st. Following his remarks, Biden said he would visit Section 60 at Arlington National Cemetery, the final resting place for Americans killed in Iraq and Afghanistan. Ghani said he spoke with Biden and respects the U.S. decision to withdraw its forces. Ghani said Afghanistan's military is fully capable of defending its people and country. If that were the case, then the United States has no business being there. Why are we still there? We're there to protect our interests. We're there to help protect the established government that we helped put into power. Because as soon as we leave, the Taliban is going to run roughshod over Afghanistan. And it ain't going to be pretty, folks. A senior administration official who spoke on the condition of anonymity said Tuesday that the orderly withdrawal of U.S. and foreign troops from the war-torn country could happen well before September. The official added that Washington is prepared to strike back hard if American troops are attacked ahead of the September departure. So, remember how I said it ain't going to be pretty? Well, the Taliban has already threatened U.S. troops, basically saying, hey, U.S., we had a contract and you're backing out of it. So you know what we do to those who back out of a contract with us, the Taliban? We chop off their heads. We lob missiles at them. We blow them up as they're driving down the street because that is our standard operating procedure. That's how we have conducted business for dozens, for scores, for hundreds of years in the region. That has been what has been done. This is bonkers for the White House to believe that anything different would happen. 
CIA Director William Burns acknowledged in testimony before the Senate Intelligence Committee Wednesday that Washington's ability to act on threats will be diminished by the U.S. withdrawal. However, Burns said some U.S. Cap uh, capabilities will remain in place. When the, time's com when the time comes for U.S. military to withdraw, the U.S. government's ability to collect and act on threats will diminish. That's simply a fact. It is also a fact, however, that after withdrawal, whenever the time comes, the CIA and all of our partners in the U.S. government will retain a suite of capabilities, some of them remaining in place, some of them uh, we will generate. That can help us to anticipate and contest any rebuilding effort. So we already have documented evidence. It's already been reported that there, there's about a thousand more troops in Afghanistan than was originally reported. They kind of played the same shell game that they did in Syria, but a little more clandestine in nature in Afghanistan. So what they didn't count or what they don't count in troop counts is so officially there's 2,500 to 3,000 troops in Afghanistan, but there's another thousand special operation forces soldiers connected with the agency with the CIA, the FBI, with all these lettered agencies not directly affiliated with military operations, so they're not counted as part of the boots on the ground of the United States military because they're there on behalf of the CIA. So that's a way of getting around whatever cap, whatever troop cap you are wanting to establish in the region. But so they're openly admitting, hey, we're probably going to keep about a thousand troops on the ground because we need our assets there. We need to ensure that the Taliban that the Taliban doesn't just overthrow the government within six months of us leaving. We can't have that happen. Jumping over to a blast in the past. This is Joe Biden talking about in 2014, we're going to be leaving Afghanistan. That's why with 50, 49 of our allies in Afghanistan, we've agreed on a gradual drawdown, so we're out of there by the year 20, in the year 2014. My friend and the governor say it's based on conditions, which means it depends. It does not depend for us. It is the responsibility of the Afghans to take care of their own security. We have trained over 315,000, mostly without incident. There have been more than two dozen cases of green on blue where Americans have been killed. If we do not, if the, if the measures the military has taken do not take hold, we will not go on joint patrols. We will not train in the field. We'll only train in the, uh, in the army bases that exist there. But we are leaving. We are leaving in 2014. Yeah, we see how well that turned out, right? So, his reasoning for wanting to pull out is like, hey, look, we've trained hundreds of thousands of Afghan troops, and in return, we have been blown up by Afghan troops we've trained. While I was there, while I was there in Afghanistan from 2010 to 2011, I believe there was an, a member of the Afghan army that shot an RPG at U.S. Special Forces who are in the process of training them. So honestly, at a certain point, we just need to cut sling load and just, hey, we're going to cut our losses. We're going to leave because there is no point. We can't keep sending Americans there to die if there's no outcome that we can agree upon between Afghanistan, the Afghan population and the United States government. If we can't come to some sort of mutual agreement as to what our goal shall be, then we have no business being there. Sorry, because all you're doing is needlessly sending Americans 
Amer- primarily American men, but American men and women from the ages of 18 to 40 in the prime of their life to get physically, emotionally, and mentally damaged through war. And that is unacceptable, especially since, again, there is no end goal. There is no mutual agreement as to what the perfect vision of Afghanistan shall be when American when America leaves. And that is a problem. There is no reason to be sending troops for no reason. All you're doing is just sacrificing your country's treasure, your nation's treasure. And now I'm sounding, sounding like Sean Hannity, and I really dislike that. Jumping over to Axios. So I think there's a couple reasons why the U.S. presence is going to be extended. You're having these sweetheart contracts being awarded to Raytheon, and that's extremely important to uh, to point out. And then also this has to do with the border, but I think it's applicable to what's happening in Afghanistan. There's a no-bid contract worth 12 times more than the yearly revenue from this company to finish sections of the wall on the border. And the reason behind this, well, maybe not a reason, but there's definitely a correlation. It was a, a former Biden transition official had been hired by this organization, and now this organization received the sweetheart deal after hiring a Biden official. It is just bananas. It is the second largest ever awarded by the agency overseeing the migrant child program. So second largest contract ever handed out happens to be handed out to the organization that hired a former Biden official. What's going to be happening in Afghanistan? You already see these sweetheart contracts magically going through to Raytheon. What is going to happen to these other companies who are now hiring Biden officials? We need to keep an eye on the money. We need to keep an eye on the personnel. Jumping over to the Daily Beast, Taliban boycotts key peace talks after U.S. pull out delay. This was from yesterday. And from Yahoo News, Taliban promises nightmare for U.S. troops in final Afghanistan stretch. I told you. I told you this a month ago. Speaking to the Daily Beast on Wednesday, Mullah Saleh Khan, a Taliban group commander from Afghanistan's Helmand province, said that the insurgent group is very much prepared to strike against U.S. and Afghan government forces, warning that the militants will turn Afghanistan into a nightmare for them. Mullah Mohammed Rahman, I believe that's how you pronounce that. A Taliban subcommander from the Ghanzi province added that the U.S. has proven they can't be trusted after retreating from the May 1st deadline and that the group is willing to fight till the end of the U.S. presence in Afghanistan. We have the pride of defeating about 100,000 invaders from different countries in Afghanistan. A few thousand won't be a problem at all, he said, referring to the 3,500 American troops still stationed in the country. Experts say this reaction should have come as a surprise. Afghanistan will likely see an unrestricted fighting season with attacks on Afghan provincial... uh, provincial capitals, as well as against foreign forces. Andrew Watkins, Crisis Group's senior analyst for Afghanistan, told the Daily Beast, it is hard to say if the talks have been entirely halted, but it's also difficult to see any reason for the Taliban to continue if, as they seem to suggest so far, the Doha deal has been broken by the U.S. There were signs of violence to come even before U.S. officials shared the news of extending the deadline when rumors of a unseem- or of a seemingly inevitable delay were swirling both both domestically and abroad. Most drastic among them was one video shared across their social media platform last week, portraying what 
appears to be the Taliban's training facility somewhere between the mountains of Afghanistan and Pakistan. The 50-second clip made in English for the benefit of international parties shows an assortment of 50-odd young men, part of the Taliban's martyrdom, seeking forces of suicide bomber and fighters, dressed in military fatigues and with their faces covered. Guys, so this is what I'm going to lay out for you. This is what I believe is going to happen in Afghanistan. I do not believe that the U.S. is going to pull out by September 11th. I don't think it's going to happen. I believe you're going to see some sweetheart contracts being handed out to former Biden officials. It's definitely going to be something that will happen for sure. Along the lines of what's happening with that migrant child facility. So what's going to happen is the U.S. has broken its contract with the Taliban. And like I said earlier in the video, the Taliban does not tolerate people breaking the contract. They said, hey, there will be peace. Get the hell out of our country. Get the hell out of our yard so we can do what we do best, which is which is not good things, right? To be objective, or at least to be a moral, I'm not going to be, what's the opposite of moral relativism? When you're putting your, when I'm transposing my morals onto the Taliban, they're not good people, right? But, they're willing to be peaceful as long as we hold up our end of the contract to us because we can't come to some sort of mutual agreement as to what Afghanistan should end up. So we're saying, hey, we're sick and tired of being here. We're going to leave. But Biden comes in and does not like Trump, wants to undo all the peace that Trump has managed to accomplish. So what's going to happen? We extended our time in country by four months, and then the Taliban is going to start bombing the crap out of U.S. forces. And what do you think Biden's response is going to be? Oh, we're going to keep 3,500 troops there for every troop that dies. We're just going to replace one troop at a time each time they die from these airstrikes, not airstrikes, but bombings. No, that's not going to happen. What is going to happen are more sweetheart contracts with Raytheon. He's going to send thousands of more troops in theater to deal with the assault on American forces. And by dealing with these assaults on American forces, it is definitely, it's going to lead to a giant shit show. So that's going to be it for now, friends. I might post another video later. If not, I'll see you all tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye.